Hello and welcome to the Afro Latina podcast. I butchered that whole thing up because I I took three shots already. Sorry guys. I meant the what again? Afro Latina. No, the what the it's not that. No, oh. the unapologetic Afro Latina podcast. <laughs> Sorry if you have headphones. <laughs> Sorry guys, we just took like three shots. So, of what? Of brandy. Of brandy. Of brandy. And it's called Paul Mason Peach. It is not sponsored, but if you want to sponsor us, hey. we are ready. Hello. She ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome. This is another week of bullfunnery, and we are lit. We are excited. Yeah. We are wet and moist. Wet. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, you guys. I'm just very much relaxed right now. Um, mm-hmm. Finished with school for like a semester, and I have like what three weeks of alone time because my parents have gone to Kenya. I know. So I'm alone, right? And then I'm gonna be bugging her all day because <laughs> I'm like I'm bored. So I'm gonna come see you. <laughs> like I was home alone today, and something fell downstairs. I put something together and it fell downstairs me thinking I'm about to die so I FaceTimed my sister on 4% of battery <laughs> and asking her like so I don't know what fell downstairs but somebody's in here so if anything happens at least you have proof that I died <laughs> that happened to me at work so I went the manager was in the bathroom yeah and the other employee was in the back giving something for me while I was in the front and a dude opened the door like tried to open the door yeah. to see if it were open and he was looking at the time and I'm like y'all like, cause we have right, we have like little headsets. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, there's some guy that just pulled the door, and he's looking at the time right now. And if I scream, it's it's cause he's attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> By that time, the guy done been left. <laughs> he was gone. Girl, I was all downstairs, lights on and everything, and it just turned out as something I actually felt. Nobody was in the house. The all doors were locked. Right. There's no way. In order to get through my garage, you need to uh, the garage opener. Right. In order to right. get through my house, you need to open it. My both locks were done. Even my uh, back door was locked and everything. Even so, the security lock that you can't see from now. Exactly. Yeah. It was done. Even my um my fence in the back, you can't get in unless you're from the inside. Right. So then I was like, oh. So then I, I was still on FaceTime with my sister, and I was like, well, if anybody is in here, I'm putting the lock on. So if you stuck, you stuck with me. If you want to find me, I'm upstairs watching Teen Titans. So let's go. <laughs> Teen Titans, let's go. Let's go, because I'm I'm here for it. Right. Okay? There's only one way out. I'm with this all anime shit right now. Exactly. I got the passcode. You need the key. It's me. And then I came downstairs to like leave so I could come here to do the podcast. Ooh, I almost dropped something. But nobody was there. It was just my imagination. Right. So that means I most likely won't be staying at my house a lot. This is the first night. It should be the second or third. I'm supposed to be suspicious. It's right. the first night. It's the first night. Yeah. But that happens because you're so used to the noise. And yeah. you're so used to like having, you know, everybody there. Exactly. They're at home. So to finally be one day in silence. You know what's weird? So yeah. every time me and my husband move, yeah, it's weird the first night. Mm, how? Just because it's it's just a new place. Yeah, and it's different than what I was used to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Been, you know, we live in apartments, so you stay there for like twelve to fifteen months. Yeah, or and so you're used to it already. Mm-hmm. But that first night is kind of like <laughs> mm, you'd be like. 
At least me, I'll be staring like, oh my God, something gonna get me. Exactly. Or you hear new noises, you're like, first of all, I can't. No, Mm -mm, no, Jesus, this is not the way I wanted to go. I wanted to go in very way sleepy right. and slumber. <laughs> you over here try to tip and when I'm awake, ah, mm-mm, Jesus, do not take the wheel. <laughs> it's like, it ain't time yet. I'm going to be just like the person from the Bible. Right. Lord, I know you want me now, but it's not yet. I'm not finished. Right. There you go. I don't know. Got more to live. Exactly. I haven't even seen my own kids. Right. Can you wait till I do my firstborn? I ain't got no husband. Right. I ain't got no wife. I ain't got no person to be like. Come on. At least let me birth a child before you take me. What if he? I birth a child, then I go. Stop it. Because that's not gonna happen. No. Because I'm gonna have somebody else birth my child. I'm gonna be so old. They're gonna be like, just get whatever is left. <laughs> You don't have a surrogate. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about surrogacy. Really? Because, you know, I have PCOS, which right. if people don't know, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's when your ovaries are enlarged and they have cysts in them. And for some people, it um, you have signs of stretch marks um, or a combination of stretch marks and uh, facial hair and a lot of weight gain and um, not getting your period. For some people, they can get their period after they've exercised and whatnot. But since I'm a yo-yo dieter, things haven't been working out. I haven't mm-hmm. had a period in so long that I don't remember. I feel I'm not ovulating. So there's that. Um, also, I found out that I can get cancer with PCOS. Really? I have a higher risk of breast cancer, cervical cancer. Um, I can get diabetes faster, wow. heart stuff like cardiac arrest faster, stroke faster, because I'm just holding in all this stuff. Right. So with that going on, and I can't have kids because I'm not ovulating. I right. am actually working with a doctor right now who is very amazing. He's young, but he's he knows his stuff because he's... Right. I, when, I first, when I first met him, because I was, I was shopping around for my PCP, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I told him what I had, and he was like, oh, I had a few people who have that condition. And I worked with another OBGYN, and we were able to make sure that they had children. And I was just like, just make sure you wrap it up, though, because just because you don't ain't got it right now don't mean nothing. He was just you know trying to tell me about my right, sexual right, health right. and everything. But at least he was aware of what I had. Yeah. Other than my first doctor, who was a woman, a black woman, mm. who literally looked at me and I was just like, I think I have politics of variance. I was like, oh no, that's not what you have. You just need to lose weight and you'll be fine. Really? Exactly. And then when I got a second opinion, I went to, because I went to a UNC doctor. Right. Then I went to a Duke doctor down the street from where she was. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me. He looked at my stretch marks. I had to undress. He just looked at my stretch marks and he was just like, I think you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. I've been researching that for so long for someone just to look at me and saying that. It's like, how long have you had your stretch marks? I'm like, all my life. Because right. <laughs> right. I'm just like, well, it is what it is. And then he's like, I'm just doing an exam and draw some blood. And then just to confirm what I know. And I was like, oh, okay. Next thing you know, it's like, yep, it's confirmed in a message. You have it. This is some medicine you got to take. These are the plans we got to do. I kind of feel bad because I kind of let him down a little bit Mm -hmm. because I didn't continue the regimen because I got too depressed with a lot of stuff that was going on in my life. But when my benefits hit January 1st, bro, let me tell you something. We're going to pick that up. I'm going to be healthy. 2020 is for mental health, physical health, emotional health, Mm. spiritual health. I'm going to be all in one because I've learned a lot. 
this year about myself. myself. As of the year end, I'm telling you right now, the Whitney, the Queen Mufasa that you see now is not the Queen Mufasa you're going to see next year. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Lord. But anyway, that's just me. Girl, but speaking of doctors, we actually have a topic that you picked up. Do you want to talk about it? I want to talk about it because it's so, it's interesting and it also comes into kind of a little bit of what I have been kind of struggling with with my job. Uh So, um, the subtitle is Doctors Covered in Tattoos Wants to Change Stereotypes in the Medical Profession. Yes. Um, former, 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 mm-hmm. Miss Inc. Australia is a positive role model within the tattoo community. Yes, she is. Um, Dr. Sarah Gray is on a mission. First of all, if anybody knows Grey's Anatomy, Dr. Sarah Gray. Okay. Yes. Um, is on a mission to spread the word of tattoo acceptance. Mm-hmm. The model and medical professional who works with an internal at a hospital in somewhere over there. <laughs> challenging the idea that tattoos affect a person's ability to do a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's 31 years old, um, and she basically just wants to show that her tattoos isn't the reason why she can't be a doctor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, she got her first tattoo when she was 16. Mm-hmm. Um and describes herself as an art collector. Mm-hmm. Because that's what basically your tattoos are. Yeah. Tattoos art. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a painter putting his paintwork or his artwork on you. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. walking around with it. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so, she said that I find it it's good talking. It's a good talking point. Mm-hmm. Especially a lot of the younger generation of patients that we see. I guess it's a bit of a uh, barrier breakdown between what is traditionally thought a doctor would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're confident and come, um, sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I lost my of thought. You lost your train Compe- of thought. Competent. 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 <laughs> it was three shots, girl. I'm a lightweight. Um, at your dog. I see. It should matter what you look like. I'm just trying to advocate for being your own person and still being able to work in the medical profession. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's had like 62.000 you know, followers on Instagram and all this stuff. The whole reason why I wanted to pick this is because lately, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk a little bit about this later, but mm-hmm. um, December of 2019, we are going to get tattooed. Yes. Right? So, My first tattoo. Right. We're going to get tattoos by the wonderful artist, um, Tank, is mm-hmm. what we call him. Um, his Instagram is Tank underscore Tax, T-A-T-S mm-hmm. underscore N-Y-C. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is very good at what he does, and we're going to get tattoos from him for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But... When I ask my supervisor, so I'm very, you know, I want to make sure that what I want to do is okay for the public. Of course, you know? yeah. Um, what she had told me is, if it's something that I get new, mm-hmm. it has to be covered up. Mm-hmm. So I cannot get something that is like, if it's on my forearm, mm-hmm. I have to cover it up every single day. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, but I've had tattoos, you know, I have one tattoo on my forearm, and I've, I've had it before I even got this job. Mm-hmm. And... She said that it was 
okay because I had it before I got the job, but oh. not okay after. So any tattoo that I get, it has to be covered up. Even yeah. if it's vulgar, if it's not vulgar, yeah. like, whatever the case may be. Nails have to be a certain length, have to be a certain Yes. Girl, why? I have been struggling because I've been wanting to do my nails and I like them super long. Well, you know? you're Latina, so of course. Right. I like to, I like to, for you to hear a clink, you know, when I'm typing and shit. So you can't have them a certain length. You can have yeah. them, what what they say, one quarter. You're not, y'all are not nurses. Y'all don't need that. Right. I understand me and the nursing field right. for that, but right. not But y'all. I always say, checking patients to check them out. Well, they're talking about, you know, um, they're scared of, what is this thing called? Because it ain't germs. Call, no, it's, um, that's what the C. What is so called? What? C-O? Yeah. Complaints? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like a it's like a thing, you know. It's like like I'm not gonna wipe my butt and not wash my hands and then hepatitis. Know, not hepatitis. It's like girl, I don't even know the word. I'm sure right now. <laughs> 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 um, but I'm that's not gonna happen. You know, I'm not gonna scratch you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with it. Like I would understand if you can get your nails as long as you want them. Just don't get them stilettos because stilettos are pointy. Yeah. So. Of course, you know, you can poke somebody with that by accident. Mm-hmm. Not that you're going to cut them or anything, but you can just poke them, mm-hmm. you know? So I get that. But I don't even want them that shape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, But I can't have them but a quarter of an inch long. Mm-hmm. No, boo, that's not what I'm spending 60-something dollars for. Yeah. Th- these nails aren't cheap. They're expensive. But at the same time, you want us to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. You want us to dress a certain way. Y'all want us to, you know, look professional. Out. Yeah. Getting our nails done is professional. Yeah. So why is it that a big can't deal. have it like that? It's the same way with these tattoos. My tattoos that I want to get in December, one of them is going to go on my forearm. I'm not going to hide that. If I put it on my body, I'm proud of my tattoo. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to show my tattoo to the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this whole thing of not being able, you're not allowed to do what you want to do with your own body is messed up. So I feel like it, it, they, so we are very emotional about it because we, we're, me and you are people who want to express ourselves. Right. So we, we love colors. We right. love like very much different type of hair. Yeah. I wear my blonde wig whenever I put my face on. Right. Wig, you know what I'm saying? My hair is purple. Exactly. Like if I had tattoos, I would love to show them, but right. you know, I'm going to wait till now. But, um, and even no piercings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I feel like it's the older way of thinking and it lasted for so long yeah. that it affects each generation. Right. Because technically speaking, the people who are going in there, are part of the the older generation is now getting older and going to the hospitals a lot more, right. and they think that if you have a tattoo, you're not only a thug. If you have colored hair, you must be a mm-hmm. whore. You know stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's gonna take some time to chip away of the old thinking. And as you can see, the times are changing. People oh, yeah. are now coming out as non-binary. We're rejecting gender, yeah. and people are just like, "This is who I am, and I want you to accept me." But as a people, we also need to understand that at some points, we kind of, professionalism needs a new definition. Right. We need to know, like, I understand if you have, like, swastikas or, like, murderers. You know, I would get it if your forearm says, fuck you. Like, I get that. Cover that up. No little kid needs to see that. Of course. Yeah, yeah. 
That I completely understand. That's unprofessional. I would I mean, never let you touch me. Once you, when you know, when you walk into work and it's time for you to clock in, if you're if you're supposed to be at work at seven thirty, mm-hmm. when seven thirty comes around, that needs to be covered up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get that. Once you clock out at four o'clock, you can take it off, do whatever you want to do, boy, mm-hmm. and show it to the world that your forearm says "fuck you." Heck yeah. Because if you don't like it, well, nigga, guess what? Fuck you. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> But you know, if it doesn't, if it's not profane, mm-hmm. then there's no need for you to cover something up. You get what I'm saying? And especially yeah. like me, mine's are my kids. Mm-hmm. So why would I cover up something that I did because I love my kids and yeah. I want that to be on me? You get what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying, which is like a thing that I'm tussling right now because for a while, like I went to get my the job that I'm in now mm-hmm. I had locks in my mm. hair my mom was so scared for me really because you know this is a really big job yeah like yeah. you know what kind of job I work in yeah. you know personally yeah so you know if I had locks and they're not just like those little tiny locks yeah, they're they with the big. big with colorful yarn on it mm. it was black mm-hmm. and brown and all over yeah. With like all types of stuff. Yeah. And I went and got an interest, still got the job. Yeah. But my mom was so serious. Like, she might not like because she's too ethnic. Why does she have that in her hair? Because, you know, and <laughs> she was legitimately <laughs> yeah. afraid. Because as a woman of color, yeah. you understand we have to work twice or it's three hard. times as hard mm-hmm. just to get in these spaces that have been only created by for only like white people. Yeah. And that's not no shame to white people in general. Oh, I'm just not. telling you what it's been like for us. Yeah. I mean, at some point, white people have to realize that y'all have higher privilege than us. Oh, way like, more privilege. Y'all get the accepted or you know things happen and it's favor of you guys that it's not favor of the hispanic or any other and there's another way to look there's another way to look at it we had to have a law put in place so we can be at least be looked at on paper like she's black but i can still hire her like affirmative action we literally had to put that in law we never had to put in law for your whiteness to be there Right. To take up space. So at the end of the day, recognize your privilege. And that's why I feel like with this woman, she's getting a whole lot of noise because she's a white woman. Mm-hmm. As well as she might not, I'm not going to say she might win this battle because of her race, but because of it, it's going to open a lot of conversations. Yeah. And I feel like she's doing a good job to it. Yeah. Because it's not just white people who have tattoos. You have black people, brown people, all people have tattoos and they want to work in these spaces and they feel that they should not be discriminated just because they have tattoos. Now we all know we ain't going to have no doctor with a swastika, any racist remarks on their their body, whatever. We all know that. But as far as a peace sign on their arm because they're a freaking hippie when they're not at the job. Right. Because they like to sit down in their house. I've seen nurses. Nurses with tattoos. Some of the nurses I work with right now, they have tattoos. Yeah. And I'm like sitting there like, and they have piercings. And I'm like, oh, word, we can have nose piercings? Which that was another thing. Another thing that they had told me when I first started the job, because um, I had talked to my previous manager mm-hmm. before I moved, was um, he was like, you know, we can't have tattoos. We can't promote. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a... If you're a entrepreneur of a different job, you can't promote it, blah, blah, yeah. You can't have piercings. And I'm like, well, what about my nose piercing? Because I had it way before I even got this yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, 
And he was like, oh, you know, that's not an issue for me, but they might say something to you. Um, so you might have to take it off at some point, but just wait until they tell you. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not taking this crap off. No, I'm not. You know how fast nose piercing heals? I'm not. No. I don't go through all this stuff with this nose piercing. Shoot. For me to have to take it off because, Girl. you know, from seven to four, I can't wear this. <laughs> Girl, you know the paper. Th- Remember when we got my nose piercing? Yeah, that was like that a month work? ago. Girl, when I read that and it told me 12 months to something for this to to, to fully heal, heal. To heal. And even still, if I take it out, it'll still be closed yep. up. Because uh, I accidentally lost my nose ring because I had a round, I had a hoop one. Yeah. I accidentally lost it year, like, it was like a year and some change after I got mm-hmm. it. And that bitch closed up. And Girl. I had to go and get it re-pierced. All this plus the cleansing was nine to some dollars. And you think I'm going to take it out? You're going to give me $90? Not from my paycheck. From your paycheck to replace it. Because that's, that's how it's going to happen. You got me a duh. Oh, we still have to go to the tattoo shop because I want to get my, my second hose repairs. Ooh, okay. I yeah. want to get two hose too, girl. Yay. And I want to get this one. I want to get the at the top load. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. I want to do that too. Finally. Okay. So, you know how I got my conch and my date? Yeah. So, finally, the date is doing a lot better than what before. Than what it was before yeah um a good hack is that they told me if you start having like a if you start having a bump mm-hmm. use tea tree oil yes that helps and a lot put, put it on mm-hmm. and so i've been doing that and i've also been doing um i've also been trying really really hard not to touch it yeah because the issue that i have the biggest issue that i have is I feel like everybody can see the crustiness, Ooh. you know, the scab, because yeah, yeah. obviously it, you know, you make a hole, it has <laughs> to heal the scab and all that stuff. But I feel like everybody can see the scab. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like, oh, that's nasty. Everybody mm-hmm. can see my scab. They're going to, there's something nasty in mm-hmm. there, like it's infected or whatever. So I peel off the scab, Ooh. which it only makes it worse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. So I'm like. What the heck? This isn't here. Is <laughs> so I have to like every time I try to touch You're my so ear. <laughs> right, exactly. Every time I, you know, try to touch my ear, I have to be like, okay, wait, wait, let it go. Wait, like, it's the process. You gotta trust the process Girl, of please. what it is and how it's gonna go down. So I've been trusting the process, Girl, and it's please. it's healing. Yo, I'd be going through. in my nose. I'm sorry, I don't dig my nose up and whatever. But when when I got a itch, I got a and one oh. time I like I was sniffing and I was rubbing my nose because it was itching a little bit like the hip and a little scab portion came out and I was like, oh no, like right. that's what you have time. to pick. Like you have to make sure that there's no scab, so you have to you know turn you the nose about, piercing around. Girl, you're not supposed to do that. I know you're not supposed to do that, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> like, if, especially if you sitting there and you like just wiggled your nose from side to side, and a piece of scab came out. Nah, bitch, you need to make sure that you know, there ain't no scab anywhere else. <laughs> Which reminds me, I forgot my whole appointment to go get it, you know, checked out. Your one month appointment? Yeah, I've you totally. can still go. Oh, you can still go, and they'll just take a look at it, and make sure that it's okay. Oh, okay, because I mean, like it's. Right. It's fine. Which we got ours if you guys live in like the North Carolina, Durham, Raleigh, Triangle area. We got ours at Dog Star Tattoo. Which I, as a person who's getting their first time pierced in like the facial region, 
I totally recommend because they are not only professional, mm-hmm. their sh- entire shop is so clean. Yes. Like tattoo shops usually have this whole stereotypical thing that they're dirty oh, yeah. and nasty. Definitely. But when I went in there, if I dropped food on that floor, I'm licking it. I'm not picking it up. I'm licking it. Okay? And then the way that they took care of me, he was so nice, so respectful of who I was. He made sure that I... They had an autoclave. If you don't know what an autoclave is, it's what they use to disinfect like 100% of any instrument that they use. And they have a little... um, What's it called again? A little sheet that they have mm-hmm. that shows that the thing has been ultimately disinfected. Yeah. It's a high-level disinfectant. And I've only seen it in, like, hospitals or yeah. the classroom I went to so to learn about high-level dis- disinfecting. But when he showed me and everything, and it was just things that I could see that I've been seeing at the at the doctor's office, I was like, yo, this thing is awesome. Yep. And uh, see, you had a different person than I had. Mm-hmm. Me and you had two different people. Yeah. But I feel like they both did a really, really good job at, mm-hmm. like, explaining everything. Oh, yeah. Because it was the first time that I ever got my ears pierced. So I've, I've gotten my, you know, everybody gets their ears pierced as a baby. Uh-huh. Um, and... It was the first time that I ever got my ears pierced as an adult. Yeah. Um, so it was like so because I was extremely nervous uh-huh. because I'm like, this is gonna hurt like crap and blah blah blah. And um I was like, okay, the guy was really nice, really sweet at taking time to tell me everything, to you know, make sure everything was okay and all this stuff, and he was really good at explaining and keeping me calm you know oh yeah because i was super afraid and when he told me that i was gonna cry in one eye and i was like what do you mean i'm gonna cry in one eye right i was like was that something gonna happen to me and he was like no it's just how the way it works the side that you get pierced is with the eye that's gonna tear up right and he was like it's gonna hurt and the way he calmed me down he was like take a few deep breaths mm-hmm. and then he finally punctured me first of all it hurt like Shit. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It hurt like shit. And then after he snapped it together, because he gave me the flat top, and which was a lot of confusion. So my coworkers was like, "Why didn't they give it the loop? What is that?" And it's like, the "No, oh yeah, yeah." And I told him like the the way that piercings have grown. Y'all need to do your new research. The flat tops are actually a lot better. I'd oh, rather yeah. have the flat top because I was actually gonna ask for that. Yeah. I, was, I was like, if it was going to be a loop, I was like, no, sir, no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I need a flat top. Like, right now, mine is the L, mm-hmm. and I can I can feel it. Yeah. Out. Like, sometimes I, I I think it's like a booger. Yeah. But it's actually that. And I don't like it because of the fact that if I'm playing around with my kids or, like, if I go and I, like, rub my nose a certain way, yeah. it will pull on my nose mm-hmm. and it'll come out. Girl. And the L, the the flat top doesn't really do that. Mm-hmm. The way that mine popped out and mm-hmm. I lost it mm-hmm. was because of the fact that I was rubbing my nose yeah. a certain way and it got caught into the blanket. Uh-huh. Or it got caught into the bottom of my ring. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. So when I pulled, I pulled really hard. Because, you know, you just like, whatever. Right. I'm just washing my face. So I'm like, ah, not. And I pulled extremely hard to the point that my nose even started bleeding. Ooh, you irritated. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why it came off. And I was in the shower. Mm-hmm. So the only reason why I lost it is because it went down the drain. Mm-hmm. If not, if I was outside, I would have found it and I would have put it back in and just dealt with it. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that one, but I had to get a different one, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. So that 
That flat top is so much better than that. Way much better, which is reminding me because in that point, when I first had it the first two weeks, I knew it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've gotten so used to it. When I do my skincare routine with my washing and then trying to, I used to be like tap, tap, you know, mm-hmm. tap, tap my skin with like my lotions and everything. Yep. Now I'm all rough with it. And for a whole week, I kind of bruised myself, I think, because it was hurting for a little bit. Because yep. as soon as I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I forgot. I my forgot nose. my nose. My nose. <laughs> I used to do that too. But see, when I first got it, I went to Pagoda. Okay, guys, listen to me. Pagoda is a good place to go for Ear piercings. <laughs> ear. I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat this again. Pagoda is a good place to go for ear piercings. Ear piercings. Those are your ears. The ones that you listen through. They are not good for nose piercing. Dang. I went to go get my nose pierced. Yeah. And they do offer nose piercing services. Mm-hmm. But just imagine the same stud or piercing, like, you know, jewelry that you use yeah. is the same thing that they're going to pierce your nose with. No. Docs are so, so different. It was a, you know, the stud, mm-hmm. a really thin um, stem, mm-hmm. and then the bottom, the bottom part looked like it was kind of like a triangle shape yeah. to the tip. Mm-hmm. And that's what they used to pierce you. Mm-hmm. So I would forget that I got my nose pierced mm-hmm. because I wouldn't feel it. And there was something in my nose, or I had to rub my nose or something, and I would press my two nostrils together. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I would insert the tip of it, which is extremely pointy, because that's what they use to pierce their nose. Yeah. And stick it into the middle of my nostril. So then I would end up bleeding, because I freaking punctured a freaking hole in my nose. And I'm just Mm-mm, like, what Jesus. the heck? Like, what am I supposed to do? So I went to a place and they told me that I should have never got, I should have gotten it at a tattoo shop because they put it, you know, they put the right nose piercing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then what Pagoda would have given me. See, that was what Dogstar was telling me. Like, they right. were like, okay, they literally had a section just for nose mm-hmm. piercings. Mm-hmm. And God, they were expensive. Oh, oh. I said the one that was like a few hundred dollars. Well, that's the they're called the BVLA. I think so. I remember. Um, they are really good jewelry, but Lord Jesus, we ain't got the money for that, right? I ain't got the money even when I make it. There was a thing <laughs> that was like super uber little mm-hmm. that would be like what you put on for your conch. Yeah. And it's tiny and it was super cute. I loved it because that's what I saw when. I was first looking for ear piercings, and yeah. that's the one I wanted. That just cost like three hundred and ninety something, like almost four hundred bucks no, for a good. little thing that's not even like the size of a quarter. It's smaller than a penny. My car note was three hundred ninety six, and I still die every time I pay that. What makes you think about that little ass thing? What? I'm good. I'm good. That's like my phone bill and my rent put together in my water bill. I don't have time for that. Nope. Nope, not no, ain't nobody. <laughs> ain't like, nobody. It's ridiculous. I was like, nah, just give me the cheap shit. But you know the thing about it is, like, when you have people who are um, rich mm-hmm. and they can afford it, mm-hmm. they're always sold the really expensive stuff. So they're like, oh, this is a hundred thousand dollars for this little ass thing, and then they just, oh, it's perfect. But see, okay, so I used to think about that. So of course, like you know, because you're one of our clients. Oh. As an independent distributor of Herb Life, um, we so we had somebody in our organization that 
had this thing of when she used to be broke, she used mm-hmm. to have the mindset of this is too much money. Yeah. Um, so I can't afford that. Like mm-hmm. I can't afford this. But when she got to a point where she was making a good amount of money, you yeah. know, six figures a month plus, it was, oh, yeah, it's okay for me to spend, like, oh, yeah, I'll spend $400 on this little thing like that. And I thought the same way. Mm-mm. The same way as you're thinking right now of, girl, I ain't making six figures. And being like, yeah, it's okay for me to spend two of those for these little pair of shoes. No. But at the same time, it's your mindset. You oh, know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, maybe by the time I get there, my mindset is different mm-hmm. where... If I bust my ass enough and I make six figures, yeah, why not go ahead and buy this, you know, two-figure type? You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, no, I get it. You should always spoil yourself, but you should always have, um, what is it? Take your responsibilities first, then spoil yourself. Like, right now, I have two jobs, so I can leisurely buy myself here and there Mm -hmm. and there, but I'm still, you, like, so my toxic trait for this year <laughs> is fuck it i get paid in the next three days that's why <laughs> which right. sucks right i've changed that around and i have realized even though i have two jobs i have responsibilities right. that need to be paid for right. so if it's my car note or my hulu my netflix my Crunchyroll, yes i'm an anime nerd and like or helping out my mom in the house with certain things like probably sending her some money you know because you know i'm under her contract for the phone too so stuff like that but i realized take care of those first Mm -hmm. and then splurge like you know what i mean the first two paychecks i just literally paid bills so these last two paychecks of the month why not just right yeah like i can buy clothes i can do this because i am in a i'm in the moment right now where i do need to change up my clothes because i'm either they're way outdated and they're up holes and they're not Mm -hmm. i don't wear them like i have clothes i've been staying in my closet for two years and i only wore them once yeah which is what i'm doing right now so right now I've decided to start splurging, but only on tops. So I understand being responsible mm-hmm. in your splurging. I'm also learning how to budget because budgeting right now kind of sucks. I don't know yeah. how to budget. Yeah, I don't either. And I think I need to because I really am planning on moving out soon at my right. parents' house. Only living there because I have, you know, school. Right. And I think a good thing that you can use is, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's His name is Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He um, does this whole, you know, like debt thing mm-hmm. and it teaches you how to like, you need to have a, to start a thousand dollars of emergency funds. So like mm-hmm. if anything happens, it's a very good emergency. Oh, yes. Not just because like, oh, it's an emergency. I need ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Um, then you have that money and then. Little by little, it'll go up to being like six months worth of emergency fund or, um, you know, a whole year worth of emergency fund, which covers a whole year of your um, bills of everything oh, yeah. that you have to pay. So mm-hmm. that would be really good for you to look into, um, especially since you're starting off. And right now, you don't have anything that you really need to be, exactly. you know, crazy paying. Especially um, since after I finish the my bachelor's, I'm going right. to be so broke. <laughs> Not broke because I'm going to be going into a field where it's going to be very lucrative because everybody's going to need that person in that type of field. But at the same time, it's more of like it will help me pay my my loans back Mm -hmm. so quick because I'm not getting financial aid like that. I'm getting loans. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like That's true. 
And it sucks. I didn't want loans, but I had to get loans. Yeah, because if not, you would have to be paying that amount of loans out of pocket. And you know, this too much. This semester, I'm twenty thousand dollars in. Really? Yeah, and you know, I just graduated from my other school this summer, so I still have to pay them. Them too. So technically, I'm about thirty thousand and already with loans, and I'm sick and tired of it. Oh, of course. But I I know for a fact that the field that I'm going to is going to help me pay it off faster than anyway. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's... Especially because you have the fact... You have very good understanding parents mm-hmm. that would be like, hey, you can still... You can stay here and, you know, pay your loans and do what you need to do and yeah. get your stuff together. So you have that support. Um, so that If my parents really had the, the way they wanted to, I wouldn't even leave to live on my own. Right. Because I would still be at their house forever until right. I get married. Because technically, that's part of my culture. As a woman mm-hmm. who's from Kenya, and definitely if you're in the Kamba, well, technically, it's not even my tribe. It's like everywhere in Africa, if you are a woman and you are in your household, you're technically not allowed to leave until you're your right. husband comes and picks you up. Yeah. But since we're in the new age, people are like, fuck that. I told my mom, like, I'm going to leave. Like, um, thank you for letting me stay here. Thank you for letting me, like, live here. But for now, I'm going to leave. Yeah. So now I just have a few more years. I'm going to start saving up more, learning how to budget more, and just keep myself centered. So when I do leave, I don't have to ask my mom. It's like, hey, can you help me buy, a, like, furniture yeah. for my house? Yeah. I would just be like, hey, mom, you want to come to the house for me? <laughs> yeah. So we're the same way. So Hispanic people are the exact same way. You don't leave your mother's house or your family's house mm-hmm. until um, you're fully married. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more of, you know, the people go, if, if me and you are going to go on a date, mom's coming with. Oh, yeah. To make sure ain't nothing going down. Um, all this stuff. So that's kind of, and But I find it, you know, very... I guess our cultures are still very mass... Like, very anti-feminine. Yes. Um, because of the fact that men can do it. Men can go out and get apartments on their own. And they can live by themselves. And they can have they can thousands be of women. Right. They can have thousands of women inside mm-hmm. coming in and out. Like... One after the other, every 30 minutes, and it wouldn't be an issue. Like, you're a man. Like, that's okay. I think to a point, though, because there's a point where you do embarrass your family. Oh, yeah. So, as a man, you have to, you can't, you you can be out there, but you can be out there to a point. Yeah. And anything else you do better be underground, not everybody hearing about it. Right. Like, getting an underage girl pregnant when you should not be messing with no underage girl. Underage girls. girl, yeah, of course. And mm-hmm. not getting, like, super drunk that you end up in the news, stuff like that. Yeah. But the fact that you have, you know, an, every chick every 30 minutes, men don't, like, they don't care. It's okay. It's okay. You know, because if you're a man, you do what you want to do. But women, you can't do that, you know? And, you know, and that's why I really like how I don't, I have a love-hate relationship with how the world is right now, mm-hmm. but I love it because we are changing the stereotypes where women can be feminine and women can be non-feminine, while males can be feminine and males can be not be be masculine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like you don't have to be a stereotype; you can be you. Right. And everybody will know you as you, which right. is what a lot of people have been fighting for for years. And it's only the older generation telling us that you can't be who you are, which, uh, okay, boomers, <laughs> we get it. 
Get it together, right? Yeah. Now, at the same time, I will admit, I do not understand every um, concept that you guys have mm-hmm. as the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that whole that whole new thing about the non-binary and mm-hmm. binary. I don't get it. I really don't. I'm not in. It's not that I'm not in the mood to understand it. Yeah. But it's just like, I feel like I'm not going to understand it either way. Like, to me, it's just like. Either you are lesbian, you're gay, or you're bi. There's no this whole thing of, like, non-binary. I like both. <laughs> like, all that, like, just confuses me. Like, it I confu- don't get it. it. So, it's really, it's not that hard, but it's it's also is confusing. Because when you, it's lesbian, gay, you know, mm-hmm. lesbian right. or females. Right. Gays are guys who right. like guys. Right. That's it. Then you have the bisexuals who, who like both, who like males and females. Right. Then you have um, let's say LGBTQ. Then you have the transgenders. Well, of course, which we know who those are. We know who they are, and we respect them. Right. And whatever our queens. Our, right. Our queens and kings, and whatever pronouns you want, we respect. If right. You ever come on this podcast and you tell you want to be he she or he 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 or t t t, I got you, fam. Now, okay. Now, if y'all ever meet me out in public and I say he, it's not. Mm. Because I've had this issue before yeah. where I've had um, men who um, see themselves as women mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they dress like women and all that stuff. And it's she, mm-hmm. right? That's their pronoun. Yeah. And it's not because I do not want to respect you. Mm-hmm. It's because me as in my culture mm-hmm. um, and what I was raised in, what I was raised to believe in, I look at you and... Yeah, the first thing I'm going to see is a man. As well as, you know, with growing up, I mean, we were only, we never really talked about transgenderism. Yeah. We only talked about there's a he and there's or a she. she. So right. for, you are, what, like 25, just like mm-hmm. me, right? That's 25 years of unlearning. Oh, so yeah, I yeah. feel like the LGBTQ community needs to leave way for us to learn. Oh, And not criticize us to or the rest of the people out here right. who still keep making mistakes, they're not making it on purpose. If they're making the effort to know your pronouns, as well as trying to call you with those pronouns, shut up. Let them just learn. Because mm-hmm. by repetition, you learn. It's like, you know, we have a friend. Yes, we do. That we know. I love um, She She uh-huh. started a she. We met her as a she. Yes. But now... He is a he. Yes. And, of course, me and you, we've talked about him before. Yes. And now this is the first time I ever addressed him as a him. Oh, that is true. You know, it's hard for me because mm-hmm. I met you and I know you. My memories of you are as a she. Exactly. So to, to talk to you as a male or to refer to you as the male pronoun mm-hmm. is difficult for me. Exactly. You have to keep on trying and trying and remembering right. and all that. And what we need to have a grace period for the heterosexuals who are still trying. Because they're not trying to disrespect you. They're right. actually learning. You can tell for someone who's actively trying to learn and mm-hmm. be more open-minded than someone who's closed-minded and just being an asshole. Right. And see, this is the thing with me, because I've, I've, you know, told you a couple of times whenever you corrected me, mm-hmm. when I said she, you went he, mm-hmm. and I said, well, I know her as a she. It's not because <laughs> I don't respect what your decision is. Mm-hmm. I respect your decision 
to each his own. Like, yes, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. And I believe there's a man and there's a woman. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, procreate and all that stuff. I believe it so true. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't sit here in front of me. But at the same time, you do you, boo. I'm not going to sit here and tell you who you're supposed to love and who you're supposed to be with. Because oh, yeah. Because you're not going to come to me and be like, no, you can't be with this man. You got to be with this chick. No, that's not what I want in exactly. my life. So I respect you either way. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you die and you're in front of God, it's you, boo. I'm not sitting there with you. I'm not. So what you do with your life ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm going to respect you either way. That's true. You know, it's just as long as you respect what I believe and what um, what is me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to respect you and what you believe. See, and that's the that's the conversation that a lot of people are afraid to have because they're not willing to come to the common ground. It's like, I, I don't agree with your lifestyle mm-hmm. but because i'm also human and i know i can make mistakes mm-hmm. and whatnot you know what not saying that what you chose is a mistake but i'm just saying that you will live your life you will make your choices and that will never affect me because te- let me be honest ain't nobody who's turning to a male or to a female is leaving my checks you're not right. signing my checks. You're not right. paying my bills. You're not doing nothing. Right. So if you want to be transgender, go do it. Like, at the you end know. of the day, if you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to be lesbian, be lesbian. Because it's not affecting me. Right. Exactly. It's really not. And then you have the queer people. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you have, like, and I've never, ever in my life I said this to out in public, and this will be the first time I oh lord, we gonna get sued. <laughs> this is the first time I ever we, I ever publicized something something like this. Mm-hmm. I think the only person that know is the people that obviously it happened with. Yeah. Um, and my husband. Yeah. Um, but I am definitely never ever in my life am I gonna sit here and judge a lesbian, gay, trans, anybody in the LGBT community. Yeah. I cannot come to you and tell you that what you're doing in your life is wrong when I have experienced it myself. Mm-hmm. And I have done it myself. And I look at women and think that they fucking hot. Yeah. And you, you, know, you in a straight heterosexual marriage. And I sure am. <laughs> I am strictly dickly. Like, I love men. Love it. But do I wish that I had more time to experiment and maybe be with a woman? Yeah, I do. What, you know, when I was little, I would make out with women. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I love all that. that little that's as in younger, not necessarily as little as in a child. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, ta- I had to, no, I had to no, say no. that. No, of course not. No, we were the same age. Okay, <laughs> don't get it twisted. We were the experimenting. Yeah. You know, that was our life. We were experimenting. Yeah. And I realized through my experiment that this is not what I like. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to judge you because I've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, like like in the Bible, it says, ye who hasn't sinned, cast a first stone. I, I probably am saying it wrong, but you know, whatever. It's, it's paraphrasing. Right, right. It's paraphrasing. Um, if you haven't sinned at all, period, throw the stone at me. Go ahead. Like, I'm, I'll take it. Yeah. But you can't. And the only person who can throw that goddamn stone at me is Jesus Christ. Right. Who's never sinned. And Let me Jesus loved me. Either. That's another thing. When I used to, I used to live in Asheville. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and one time I was going on my way back to the house and I saw a group of what I assume were Christian people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had signs talking about, you know, LGBT is going to hell. Y'all need to accept Jesus. You don't understand how much that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I cried on the way to the house because what the heck is wrong with you people? That is not what Christianity is about. No, it's not. Like, no, okay. It's not. For all the LGBT community, God loved everybody. Yo, I'm telling you, God's love is so big. If you ever meet me in person, I don't care if you look like a girl and you was a dude when you was born. You got a pee-pee in between your legs. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got a pussy in between your legs, but you dress up like a dude. I'm going to love you and respect you either way. Because that's what God taught me. That's what I learned growing up. Is mm-hmm. you love people the way that God loved them. Ooh, you say it again for the people like, in the back. You don't you don't judge them because mm-hmm. you're not perfect. Yeah. You're not perfect. That's God's job. Let him do that. You know, for a long time I never wanted to be Christian. Mm. For a long time I hated being Christian. Because of that. Because I would look at the Bible, I'm like, mm-hmm. first off. Some of the stuff we're doing right now, even if you're not part of the LGBTQ, right. you sin it. Yeah. Adultery is yep. bad. So if you're watching sex. porn, having sex out right. of marriage, that yep. is sin. Yep. If you're drinking, by the way, yep. that is sin. If mm-hmm. you're out here smoking, that is sin. Yep. There's so much we do as a heterosexual culture. And by Lying. the way, I'm bi. And um, if you do not obey the Ten Commandments... That is also a sin. sin. So there's so many stuff. You cannot pick and choose at the Bible and say that it's wrong. Your moral values are not what it is in the Bible. Let me make that one thing clear. Your moral values are your moral values. and You should not push them on other people. And for a long time, I was like, I didn't want to be Christian. Mm -hmm. I hated the word. It's like, if we're trying to be Christ-like, first of all, when Jesus came down, he never hanged out with the with the Christ-like people. He didn't right. hang out with them. Right. He hanged out with all the people in the bar. Uh, right. All the, oh, all the poor, poor, poor. Mm-hmm. The people he chose as his 12 disciples right. were all regular people. One of them betrayed him, right. and he still hugged the guy. Right. Like, are you so, kidding me? Right, exactly. So all these people who have signs saying, you know, that you're going to go to hell if you do this. The people were in Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood with Christian signs, I dare you to stand in front of God right now mm-hmm. and and let him tell you, you didn't even show love to my people. Mm-hmm. There are so many ways to show Christ's love without condemning people. And that's another thing. So this whole, because this is like the, the really, the two very most important things mm-hmm. that's going on right now between... Uh, the Christian community yeah. is the fact the LGBT mm-hmm. and abortion. Oh, Those God. are the two major, major things. Mm-hmm. Look, God loved the world. People make mistakes. Now, I as a Christian cannot still to this day fully understand why mm-hmm. you would go and choose to kill your child. At mm-hmm. the same time, it's not mom fucking business mm-hmm. what you do with your life mm-hmm. if that's what you choose to do boo do it either way i'm gonna love you anyway mm-hmm. am i gonna post that way yeah but you shouldn't care because it's your body you do what you want to do exactly but because i was raised that way now i've told y'all before mm-hmm. we've, we've had this conversation in like the first one that we did 
<laughs> I had a son at 16. Mm-hmm. I got pregnant at 16. Had him at 17. With the daddy not really present. Uh, me by myself. A 16-year-old girl. Still haven't graduated high school. Did I think about it before I told my parents? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I was almost out of my first trimester. So I was almost past three months. Before I even told my parents that I was pregnant. And my first thought was, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I need to get an abortion. But what my dad said resonated with me so much mm-hmm. that I was like, no. Because if I, this is what he said, you big enough to open your legs mm-hmm. and have sex mm-hmm. and lay there, mm-hmm. you big enough to take care of this child. Exactly. And hell yeah, because if, now in my situation, it was all consensual. Consensual. Yes. Every, every bit of it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, if I was a big girl to lay there and take it, hell yeah, I'm going to be a big girl and raise this child. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I did. Mm-hmm. Every day, like, I might go through some shit with him and and all this stuff and the baby daddy. We might go through some stuff, but I don't ever regret my son. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's other people that don't go through that. There's other people that didn't have the choice. Yeah. That were forced into it, you know. And though in my head... Mm-hmm. I'm still like, the baby didn't have, you know, the baby didn't ask to be here. Yeah, yeah. I understand that you went through crap, but the baby didn't ask to be here. I don't know what you're going through. Exactly. I've never felt that pain mm-hmm. or had to sit there and rethink this memory or every kick just reminds you of what happened. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I can't sit here and tell you, keep him. You have to keep him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because maybe when it happens to me, you know, I'm going to feel the same way as you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, no. So, I understand. You have to be in somebody's shoes to understand their decisions. Yeah. You have to be. And I will never be in that position. Right. Well, I say that now. Knock on wood. Hopefully, I'm never in that right, position right. where I have to contemplate, you know, abortion and everything. Because I honestly don't believe in abortion. But I also believe that women do have the right to control of their course. bodies. And we should not make a law to ban it because of everything. I feel like if you, regardless of whatever you're going through, if you think that an abortion is okay, I'm like, that's your choice. And another thing is, is like, Y'all, if this is what you feel is best for your child, Mm -hmm. like me as a mom, Mm -hmm. I look at my kid and I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't do this Mm -hmm. because my son has had the best life that he Mm -hmm. can have. It might not be the life he wants, Mm -hmm. but he's had the best life he can have as a child, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing the circumstances that he grew up in. Oh, yeah. Um, but some people don't have that ability. Like mm-hmm. some people themselves are not financially stable. Nope. Um, they aren't, you know, they're being abused or whatever the case may be. Exactly. They are, you know, addicted to certain stuff that isn't okay for the baby. Mm-hmm. And you guys think that this is the best. Yo, you're making the motherly decision in the world. Like in that moment when you decide whether you want to keep him or not. That is you making the most motherly decision that you can ever make. Would you want to have him be born or she be born into a world where you can't take care of them, where you're going to struggle 24-7, you know, where... You're going to resent the child. Because there's people who've had consensual sex and they end up pregnant, but they know for a fact that all they wanted was sex. Having a child was never in the plan. Right. And looking at that child every day was going to make them hate them. Right. Right. Like, and 
And I've had that before. Like, I had this love and hate relationship with my son in the beginning of my pregnancy Mm -hmm. before I met him. And it was just because of everything that was going on in the whole, you know, the whole situation. Yeah. Um, It had nothing to do with him personally. Mm -hmm. It was, I felt like because this isn't okay, I'm 16, I'm not married, like, he's not even in the picture. This isn't okay. I can't be happy that I'm having a baby. Mm Mm-hmm. But if I had to do it all over again, I would go through all this hell oh. and all this pain for him all over How again. How old is he again? He's seven. Oh, Lord. He's seven Girl, he's seven. I still can't believe it. He's about to be ten. Two more months, he's about to be eight. What? In two more months. I can't I can't even, like... But at the same time, you still graduated high school with me. Still graduated high school. So... Still passed. Exactly. And that's another stereotype that I said I was never going to be. Mm-hmm. That Hispanic that never passes high school because but, she got pregnant exactly. too early. Because then she gets pregnant again and again and again. Yeah. Look, my Latinas, if I did it, y'all can do it too. Is it easy? No. no. Hell no. Nah. Are you going to have struggles? Hell, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like, this ain't no cakewalk. I did it going through all the looks that I used to get. My dad, all his comments, and mm-hmm. his comments weren't sweet. They weren't like, you know, you're going to do it. You're gonna... His comments were rude and offensive and hurtful because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So he threw that hurt at me. And I understood, like, at the time I didn't get it, but now I understand it. Mm-hmm. That wasn't easy. You know, having my parents have to feel the way that they felt wasn't easy mm-hmm. but i made it i did what i had to do for my son mm-hmm. i'm not perfect i made my mistakes but i did what i needed to do for my son and now look like we have a family you know i have three kids i have a man who stepped up he mm-hmm. didn't have to but he did but he stepped up and we love him for it right we do. and now he's the father of my son he is that manly role model that my son needs even though he gets on my last everlasting (laughs) you just want to strangle Mm. him oh did i okay anyway that's not about it's not about him i'm totally going off the enchiladas right now this is is (laughs) a version of changing the subject you know cambiando the enchiladas Mm -hmm. i was allowed by him Uh mind y'all listen by him I got the okay to slap shit out of him. What? What? Which, Girl. which opens up another conversation that we need to have. Hallelujah. You don't understand how good. And it wasn't. Is it a one-time thing? It was a one-time thing. Okay. You know, because he wanted to see, like me and him were, you know, trying things out. Yeah. He had expressed to me how he likes it very rough. He likes to oh, be. Oh, in the bedroom. Yeah. Okay. He likes to be very dominant. Mm. Uh, I'm not that person. I love sensual love, you know. The rubbing, right? Yeah. The whole that whole that whole girly thing, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> it is a girly thing. <laughs> so I love that whole romantic, the sensual, all that stuff. But he likes every once in a while. He likes to be extremely rough, not not full blown, where you have all the you know the wires and all the the whips and right, all and that stuff. Me. He's like, I don't do all that, but he likes to call people names. I'm not good with the whole, you got me a bitch and a hoe and all that stuff in the bedroom. We ain't doing all that. But <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it and, you know, all this stuff. And he was like, go, I'm going to give you this one time to slap me in the face as hard as you can. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I feel bad. Like, blah, blah. 
Jennifer, and he goes, look, you better take this chance, the only one you have, mm-hmm. because if it was me, I would totally take it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, seriously? So you'd be the one to like, you're not even going to be like, oh, no, but what if? No, you're just going to be like, okay, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. I was so scared. But I slapped the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't understand. I swung from, like, back here. Or you did not do the pimp slap. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, the, the, oh, the pimp slap is from up here. You said from back oh, down Oh, I here. said from back down here. Oh, that's I rough. gave him the Latina smackdown. The tu quiero una galleta type of smack, okay? Because I slapped from all the way down here. This man got hit in the face right here. And for a split second, Winnie, it's like... It was like slow motion for me uh-huh. because the moment I hit him, he had the face like, ooh, this shit hurt. No, the fuck this bitch didn't just slap me in the face to, mm, let me change it because I accepted this. Yeah. Like, I got let her have it. Those three emotions all in like the- slow-mo, all back to back to back. <laughs> like, damn, that shit hurt. No, this bitch didn't. Let me accept it because I said it was okay. He said it was okay. <laughs> right. It's consent. Right. <laughs> It was consensual. And then he was like, why is it that you hit me on my right hand side, but I can't feel my left face? <laughs> because that's the fire. And I was like, yes. He was like, it feels like you punched me. I said, you can slap me, not punch me. I slapped you. And I'm you. like, well, I slapped you. It's just, Shoot. I'm strong. Bitch. <laughs> like, I wasn't strong as I Like... <laughs> Which is another topic we're talking about because there is the whole thing of like men cannot, you know, hit women and right. women all can hit men. Men, that's not okay. And it's, I feel like if you cannot, like for conflict resolutions, like you cannot put your hands on anybody because it does not work like that. Right. And I feel like that's unfair, which is really, 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 really not fair. I feel like, mm-hmm. like how dare the world put a stereotype that women can touch men in that way, in a oh, negative yeah, way yeah. and that men cannot touch us. Right. Like Whoopi Goldberg said, if you man enough to put your hands on a man, you get that. Now at the end of the day, we do not, condone domestic violence right that is wrong and as a woman do not put your hands on him and as a man do not put your hands on her if you don't know how to conflict resolute the way you're supposed to do go home to your mama let her teach you right but what we're saying is if you as a woman you're 100 percent, you know knowledgeable whatever you he not touching you he not putting his hands on you he not beating you no type of way y'all sitting here having an argument Mm -hmm. and you out of nowhere you start hitting the crap out of this man Oh, you got and what it coming for he's you. He's trying to back away from you. He's telling you, no, stop. Oh, you and get he's hit. trying to push away from you. Mm-hmm. And you still jumping on this man and trying to hit him. Oh, you best believe, like, I got three boys. You best believe mm-hmm. they're going to punch the shit out of you. Because you're not about to sit here and jump my son. Mm-hmm. For no reason. to get off. For being and, so immature. Right. Like or if something stupid. And see, that's the issue that I have with myself mm-hmm. is my anger management is so bad. Mm-hmm. When I fight with my husband and we get in this argument where I feel like he's not understanding me, I want to bash this man's head in. <laughs> like, not physically. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I want him to get it, to get what I'm trying to tell him. Yeah. And I feel like the only way is by, like, punching him or just hitting him or just, like, yeah, physically, Ugh! like, just get it, what I'm trying to tell you. And he, you know, obviously I don't do it because that's 
disrespectful in so many levels. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not saying it's bad to feel that way. Just don't do it. Yeah. You you should never be... First of all, you need to control your anger. That's mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Second, you need to know when you are about to be put out of character. Right. When an argument right. or a discussion gets very heated mm-hmm. and you realize... I might end up being someone that I'm not trying to be. Right. You right. and your partner need to have a, a, a leader, at least a safe word or yeah. something that y'all both know to be like, pause. Let's talk about this later. I yeah. realize I'm about to come out of character and this is not going to add on to our conversation for us to fix the conflict right now. I need to back away. Let me, Give me five minutes. Right. At least five minutes. Let me go in this get corner and get myself together because the last thing I want to do is call your mama ugly in one sentence. Right. <laughs> right. And, and call you not, at your name. She's not really ugly and, but that's just how I feel at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I, um people should really look into partners. I feel like people would need to get it together that point oh i think you know asking questions learning how to counsel you know going to to marriage counseling before you guys are even married is very very good you guys learn communication Mm -hmm. ways to really communicate with Mm -hmm. each other you know if you guys get to that point what to say to get the other person to really like for it to click in his head or for it to click in her head exactly it's not the right time Mm -hmm. let's go you know let's step away from this and Mm -hmm. come back to it later um so i think that's a really good thing um it's something that we didn't do Mm -hmm. um but slowly we're kind of learning okay this is what takes this person off this Mm -hmm. is what doesn't yeah Um, and it takes time i mean like marriage is not just like a one-year thing and then you know the person oh it's a yearly thing like you have people who have been married for 50 years and they still can get Mm -hmm. into arguments and it's okay because by that time by 50 years they know like oh dang i forgot she don't like that let me apologize right now and a lot of people usually say it takes you know about three to five years for you to really get to know somebody Mm -hmm. and for you you guys to really you know bring it down to that level but um you know get some counseling counseling is good it's not bad it doesn't make you guys look bad in the time exactly therapy is very helpful especially for people who are not even it doesn't matter you know what doesn't matter if you're married you're in a relationship or you're single Therapy is very helpful. You get to learn who you are or who your partner is, or you get to fix certain things that you never thought would never happen. You need a therapist. Also, if you're going to have a therapist, your friends are not your therapist. Your family's not your therapist. You need someone who does not know you, who doesn't know your background to listen and to give you constructive criticism. Right. Of course. Because that's all that matters. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, so... We totally went left on this conversation. We had... You know, we started off with a really good topic. Um, on the tattoos. And, right. And then kind of went down from there. Um, but we will um, be posting more. We still have, like, two more episodes that we have to post. Yeah. That we have already recorded. Mm-hmm. I think the next one that's going to come after this one would be um, the one that we get once after we got our tattoos. So, we'll be able to talk about why we got them, you know, what they kind of look like. And, and the meaning behind them right, and everything. Of course. Which mostly I will cry. Which, of course, <laughs> this isn't the Afro Latina podcast without some tears and some nope. crying. No, nope, because we were literally drinking while we were recording this podcast. We sure was, y'all. And the I'm, bottle is gone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we rehear this, I'm slurring my words. I'm a lightweight, so this this crap got me good. It, it's, it was good. It, it was, was good. good. I'm glad I brought good. it, too. Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Paul Mason. It's peach, grande amber. It's, it's basically a brandy. brandy, right? It's it's a band, it's a brandy with natural flavors and artificial colors. So it's really really good um, for those who like sweet stuff like me, mm-hmm. like I like Angry Orchard and stuff like that. 
This is a very good brandy to try. Um, it's not sponsored, it's but not. if you want to sponsor, <laughs> us, to sponsor us, you can hit us up. <laughs> exactly. And I think next week we're going like just so we do have to say it today because I feel like it's really important. Um, we do have a uh, Instagram. Yay! So we do have an Instagram. Oh, I will tell you. <laughs> um, she grabbed her phone I so sure fast. Because I'm going to sit here and tell y'all how y'all can look us up. Yeah. Um, so we finally set up a, uh, an Instagram account. We are going to have a little bit more a, of a, you know, more pictures and more stuff like that. That's when we're going to advertise every time we post. Mm-hmm. But our Instagram is T-U-A, the unapologetic Afro underscore podcast. Um, so you guys can go there and we'll have, you know, more, more posts about our podcast and when they're going live exactly and also pictures of us and pictures of you know what we do in life or exactly because um if no one knows i'm also a photographer so i'll be taking some yeah. very candid um very beautiful pictures with our bio underneath i know instagram is just for pictures and it's not like facebook where you have like bios of like 300 paragraphs yeah. but it's gonna have like a really synopsis of who mm-hmm. we are as people yeah. and um you know just join us here every single time next the next time you hear from us we will talk about exactly when we'll be uploading when mm-hmm. we'll be doing mm-hmm. that and we'll be just pay attention to our um instagram and you will see what's coming up and just just stay with us because we're still growing as people we're still learning how to do this on our own and um yeah yeah now we're off to go get some chilies because we's hungry (laughs) but definitely send us messages and comments and stuff like that and things and topics yeah topics you guys would like to hear because we were definitely really open to talking to you guys about it um i kind of like this i kind of like the fact um, I'm gonna be really honest. I mm-hmm. did not want to do this, but I like, like, I didn't want to do it. You know, like every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, I really don't want to do this podcast. But I like it because it gets me to be back to who I was. You know, yeah. to be really out there and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's really good, um, and it gets me talking, which you know, Latina stuff. Yeah, and it, it gives us a reason to. See, I mean, we never need a reason to be together. Yeah. But knowing our relationship, how we drop off from the face of the earth from each other, like for years, like before we started this podcast, and I'm starting seeing her. It's been like what two years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and it's not like it's a bad thing. We just no. had things going on, yeah. and we both had things we were doing. But we always knew, like I could text you, and you would hit me up. Or yeah. Talk or you can like one time I texted you saying that I thought I saw your husband in a car, and it was totally a totally different person <laughs> and she was like oh no right. <laughs> so yeah so anyway um thanks for listening you guys we love you we um we want you guys to interact with us as much as possible again follow us on our instagram more is to come you'll see more of our personalities coming out more than now i mean yeah, yeah we're kind of i mean we're not even drunk we're just a little like buzz yeah so it's like uh, pay attention we're gonna be more out here having fun and have a good night bye bye